0: Welcome to the show, my name is Rick Leaf. Uh, This is Being Creative. This episode is titled, Living the Creative Life and Doing More with Less. When you're not willing to wait until you win the lottery. We all have things we'd love to do. Places we'd love to see, experiences we'd love to have, maybe jobs we'd love to work at, or passions we'd love to pursue. A lot of people call them dreams. But when they use the word dreams, it's in a way that means fantasy or naivety or being unrealistic or irresponsible. They often qualify their dreams by saying something like, when I win the lottery, then I'll do blah, blah, blah. Now, it's weird if you think about it. They've identified the thing they are passionate about, the thing that really motivates them, gets them excited, preoccupies them in their idle moments, and keeps them awake at night, and yet they dim- dismiss it as being unrealistic or irresponsible. Think about that. Okay, and honestly, I kind of get it. It's easier to have a dream that you can talk about and never actually do anything about, because if you don't try, you can't fail, right? If you don't try, you never have to actually sacrifice anything or invest your time, money, and energy. You can just talk about it. And talking can be fun. And it can be super validating to have friends and family comment on how cool your dream sounds and how awesome it would be and how someday you got to do that. (laughs) Okay, you remember Jack Nicholson in the movie A Few Good Men when he screamed, you can't handle the truth. Well, the truth is, if the scenario I just described describes you, then you are the biggest obstacle to making your dream a reality. And I want to tell you why that's a pretty awesome thing. Because I think you can handle the truth. It might not be comfortable at first, but it's like they say the truth will set you free. Here's why that's awesome. If you are the big obstacle, then you can become the big opportunity because you are more capable than you give yourself credit for. You have talents and gifts and abilities that are unique to you. You have a wealth of experience, good and bad, a lifetime of successes and failures that inform your perspective on the world. Being creative and learning to make your dream a reality means viewing all of these abilities and experiences in a new way that creates a solution for the problem you you need to solve. Now, you don't have to come up with a solution that works for everyone else. In fact, your solution doesn't have to work for anyone else. It just needs to work for you. Okay, for example, let's say you want to travel but you can't afford it. Well, ask yourself, is that you can't afford it? Or does it mean that you'd have to get creative and find ways to be able to afford it? Okay, my wife and I, we wanted to spend a year traveling around the world with our two kids who were nine and 13 years old at the time. We were living in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada at the time, and our first house was a fixer-upper that we bought cheap and renovated over the years. So we sold our house and spent a bunch of the money that we made on the sale to fund our trip. But even so, we had to get creative. And I'd like to just take a minute and dive down into the nitty-gritty and give you some actual numbers and specifics. Because I don't just talk the creative talk. I walk it. Because that's what it takes to make a dream a reality. And I think this would be valuable. So you probably know that the biggest costs when you're traveling are food and accommodations. So for instance, if we'd eaten in restaurants for every meal a day for the year we traveled, even a conservative uh, estimate would be breakfast breakfast. Be 10 bucks, lunch would be 15, dinner would be 25. That's $50 each times four of us. So that'd be $200 a day. Times 30 days would be $6,000 a month. Times the 12 months would be $72,000 in the year. That's ridiculous. That would not have been possible to afford. So To get creative, we bought 95% of our food in the grocery store and ate simply, usually around 30 bucks a day. Our kids still call it the world trip meal. It was usually a baguette, cheese, olives, sandwich meat, fruits, crackers, juice, wine, but we ate that simple meal on beaches, mountaintops, parks, and bunk beds and hostels around the world. Instead of $6,000 a month, our budget was around $900. Even coffee. Tsar and I both love coffee, but it didn't take any time at all to realize that at $350 a cup, Times the two of us meant $7 a day for us just to have one cup of coffee. And we needed at least twice that. So we were looking at $15 a day. That meant we'd be spending $450 a month, which would add up to $5,500 for the year just on coffee. So we got a Bodum that fit in our backpack and bought great dark roast beans along the way and spent like $15 a week or $60 for the month. Hotels. The other big expense for a family of four easily run $175 to $200 a night in most places around the world. That's another $6,000 a month times the 12 months for a year. That would be $72,000 for the year. Again, totally unrealistic for our budget. So how did we do it? Uh, to begin with, we hit up every friend and family member we could find around the world. Sometimes we chose where we would go depending on if we knew somebody there. We stayed with an old friend of Czar's in Hawaii for two weeks. We jumped in on a cousin's wedding plans in Malaysia and wrangled two weeks free in an apartment that nobody was using. We stayed with relatives in Australia and friends all over Europe. We were in Italy for over two weeks, and between staying with relatives and house-sitting for a friend of a friend, we ended up paying for a hostel for one night, the night before we hiked Cinque Terre. We signed up for a hospitality network called Servas, an organization based out of the United Nations that connects travelers with hosts around the world. You should check it out. The arrangement lets you stay with a host for two days for free, and they feed you dinner. Now, we used Servas in Australia, all over New Zealand. Not only did we save thousands of dollars in food and accommodations, in the process, we made some amazing new friends that we've been able to host when they came to visit us in Canada. So do you see how practical making a dream a reality is? Instead of $72,000 for hotels, $72,000 for meals, and $5,500 for coffee, which totals $150,000, we paid like... 10,000 for hotels, just over 10,000 for meals, and like 720 bucks for coffee. That's like t- just over $21,000 instead of 150,000. That's how we did it. But that doesn't mean that's how you have to do it. I know a family where the husband was a teacher who took a 20% deferred salary so that he could take off the fifth year from teaching. And on his year off from teaching, he got a job with an airline so that they could get airfare for the family rate. So his teaching salary kept paying the bills and the money he was making at the airline funded their vacations and their trip budget. That's how they did it. Another family I met renovated their basement into a suite, rented it out for a couple of years and saved the money. Then the year they traveled, they moved their stuff into the basement and rented the upstairs out for considerably more. The rent covered all of their monthly expenses and the money they'd saved up from renting the basement funded their travel adventures. That's how they did it. Now, it's one thing to say all of this, to tell you or anyone for that matter that they just need to see things differently and that that alone will somehow magically open the doors and all their wildest dreams will come true. And that's not the story I'm telling or the solution I'm selling. Making your dream your reality will take hard work. It'll keep you up in the middle of the night and will definitely cut into the time you have for binging Netflix but it is so worth it because it's your dream. Now, the one thing that has made all the difference in the world for me has been being part of a creative community, a community of people who are gifted differently, who come from different backgrounds and cultures and experiences because this diversity is what helps us see problems in new ways from new perspectives. So from my personal and ongoing experience, this type of mentorship and peer-to-peer support community are a game-changing experience. So I have been working on creating an online framework that can allow other people, like you, to have access, not just to me and the resources that I've accumulated over the years, which I'm not going to lie, are pretty friggin' extensive, but to the inspiring and empowering people I know whose stories and adventures continue to inspire and teach me week after week. I mean, I get excited when people tell me about the creative solutions they came up with to common problems that we all face. I want to share these stories, these creative ideas and innovation with you, and then help you figure out how you can do the same. So. This online community I've been working on is almost ready to launch. I'm just working out the last few details and making sure everything is good to go. But if this sounds like something you'd be interested in being part of, you can pre-register. We're not talking about any money down or anything like that. I'd just like to be able to let you know as soon as we're live so that you can check it out and discover some resources that will help you make your dream a reality, and hopefully share in the excitement along the way uh, with you. So check out the pre-registration, and this is coming soon, and let us all live uh, and be creative and do more with less in this day and age. So I will talk to you again very soon in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening.